The following is a presentation from the MJ Cast, the internet's premier podcast on all things Michael Jackson. You're listening to the MJ Cast by MJ fans or MJ fans. The idea is to uh, innovate, or else why, why am I doing it? When I create my music, I feel like an instrument of nature. You let it create itself, really. I know I do. And I love to entertain. That's that's one of my favorite things. Welcome to the MJ Cast, your source of news and discussion on the King of Pop. Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the MJ Cast. My name's Jamin Bull and I'm here with my co-host Q. It's Saturday the 4th of June and we've got a bunch of news stories to cover for you guys today. Lavelle Smith Jr. and Brian Loren both giving seminars around their work with Michael Jackson. The Apollo Theatre putting out an education program on Michael Jackson's years at Epic and 3T performing a one-time only concert in September in the Netherlands. We've also got headlines with Tito Jackson's new song, Get It Baby, has dropped. We're also going to be giving you the latest on the Casio case update with updates for the anti-slap motion. And we're going to be talking about the Dancing the Dream book. It's being released in China this June. Welcome to episode 32 of the MJ cast. 32. <laughs> 32. <laughs> Already 32. Wow. Already, yeah. <laughs> Season two is chugging along. Yeah, we're halfway through the year. Oh, my God. It's like, when did the government... Have I already told this joke? When did the government make it like every month is now only two weeks long? Because <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah, I know. And time seems to go way faster for me since we're doing the show because it's like we've got a... You know, we put out a show every two weeks and... We're always on the you know back foot planning the next show. So the schedule was a little bit wonky. We yeah. did everything to avoid that. We even got me and and Jason Garcia to record a show to keep the schedule. But then your computer died, so that did screw the schedule up. Sorry, but, but then <laughs> you got a new computer. Yeah. We got the episode thirty one with Mike Smallcomb out, which was very well received. So if you haven't already checked it out, go back one episode, download, subscribe while you're there. And let us know your thoughts on the Mike Smallcomb special. He was the author of Making Michael, which is a great book. So, yeah, so this is sort of why it's like uh, back-to-back. And then you've still got a couple more specials coming your way in the future as well, if all goes to plan. It's a really busy period, June. June through yeah, August, June's actually. crazy. Yeah, because we've, yeah. got, we've got, you know, Vindication Day on June 13th, um, obviously June 25th. And then... Michael's birthday in August. So that sort of mid-year period is absolutely crazy. Crazy, crazy. But we're both like not sick at the moment. So that's cool. You're better from your cold and I'm better from mine. That was the worst flu I've ever had in my life. That was a really bad case of man flu right there. The scientists have said man flu is a real thing. I think something about testosterone makes it feel worse or something. I don't know, but it was terrible. It lasted like seriously like... 10, 10 or more days. It was a long flu. And the first two days of it, I was just in bed. I couldn't do anything. It was horrible. Yeah, I was Yeah, I was in bed for some of my cold as well. It was actually like a kind of like, I don't think we would have been able to record anyway on that weekend that we didn't. I still recorded with my cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it didn't. You couldn't really notice it. That was a really good episode though, by the way. I loved it. I really thought you. you and Jason did a great job. 
Thank you very much. Thank you to Mike. And uh, of course, big thank you to Jason. Who Jason saved our bacon. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. Was Have great. a feeling you won't be hearing more from Jason as well. So that would be pretty cool. So, so much has happened. This is, I'd like, I saw your tweet yesterday where this is going to be the biggest show ever. I don't think it's going to beat last year's Christmas special of five hours. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know. It might not be the longest. I don't know, but it, it's definitely out of any show we've done. I think this one has the most news stories because it, there's been like, we've done two specials in a row. So we've got like six to eight weeks of news to cover. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of news we're going to be catching up. So this episode will pretty much predominantly be a uh, news episode, but we have got our finds of the week at the end of the show as well. And we're also going to be, um, putting out a call out for you guys at the end of the show as well. So stay tuned for that because we want to hear from you for the June 25th episode that we've got planned. So stay tuned, listen right to the end, as you should anyway. But, yeah, a lot has happened even in the last couple of days. Yeah, what about this explosion of interest in titties? Oh, my God, really? <laughs> I was just going to call it the Thug Life video, but anyway. Well, you know, it's the one that where MJ says, oh, what yes. you say? Maybe you can just play the audio of it. Good fish! There we go, but... So I can give you some figures when it started going crazy on Facebook and it hasn't gone crazy on YouTube. It's gone crazy on Facebook. Yeah. And this is, this is our, for the you know listeners who haven't seen this series of videos we put out, these are our thug life videos. Every once in a while, we sort of put out a little mini clip of Michael being gangster. Um, and this, this is- was ja- Jamin's brainchild. This is his little, <laughs> hey, Q, look at this. Look at this. Let's do this. I was like, that is bizarre, but yes, let's do it. And this was one of the ones where I didn't actually think it was going to be that huge because we, when we put it out, there's a couple of problems with it that I'm pretty embarrassed by, but the subtitles down the bottom are not even what Michael's saying at all. <laughs> like I, I, when I, when we made the video and I put the subtitles on it, I thought Michael was saying, look at that titties, like, look at that titties. But, um, he's actually saying, look at her titties as some of the comments, um, have said in the, in the feedback. So I'm really embarrassed that we got the subtitles wrong. And, uh, yeah, I know Q, you, you wish that there was a watermark on it, but <laughs> yes, that would have been nice. But I think that was before we started watermarking stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's it's blown up. So, it has. on. I, so, the other day when it started blowing up, because it was only like 20,000 views on Facebook, which is still awesome, like really awesome, I think. But then it started blowing up. And on May 31st, I was texting you and it had blown up to double. It had blown up to like 41,000 views. Okay, so the start of the show is now. It's like 7.30 in the morning for me, and it's currently on 294,000 Facebook views. That's just crazy. And that's just now on the 4th of June. And so since May 31st, where it was 41,000, now it's gone to 294,000. There's been – I've never seen so many – 
crying laughter emojis <laughs> or LMAOs ever or like I'm dead, little skull faces, I'm dead, I'm dying, <laughs> flatlining here. Like, and it's actually changed our entire Facebook demographic <laughs> from women who was our biggest Facebook demographic. So shout out to the ladies because we know what a huge audience you are. You're like, we're the biggest Facebook audience. Um, and I think even the um, listenership, actually, it's more women than men. Um, but yeah, it's actually fully changed our demographic to like, what is it, 25 to 31 year old men on Facebook, <laughs> just because of them commenting and sharing this video. So I think the spike's over. I think it's reached its peak and it's gonna slow down now, but it had swept right across America and then yesterday and the day, like last night as well, it was sort of starting to sweep across India where so many people on Facebook were commenting and sharing it. So thank you, everyone, for sharing it and for liking it and being entertained by it. We're super, we just, <laughs> we think it's hilarious. We really do. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like the amount of likes as well that it's generated on our page. We have got just in the last seven days, we've got 1,247 new likes uh, to the MJ cast page, which brings us to a total of 4,838. So welcome to all of the new people who are seeing the MJ cast, uh, content for the first time. We know you came for the titties, but please stay for the podcasts. Yeah, um, please. <laughs> um, but that's just like thinking about that. That's more than 25% of our total likes on Facebook have come from the last week. From one video. From one video. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we will see. I'm still sceptical that likes are going to equate to more listeners. But if I would love to know if you are listening to this now because of that video, then <laughs> let us know on Facebook or email themjcast.icloud.com or Twitter at themjcast. Let us know if you are listening to the show because of the video because that would be awesome. And then I will give you a shout out. Okay. <laughs> That's the deal. I will give you and your account a shout out if you are listening to this right now because of that video. Deal. Done. Lock it in. Lock it in. <laughs> Let us know. Otherwise, you don't get a shout out. And I'll be able to tell if you were already liking the page and stuff. So He'll know. Please. Don't try to I trick know. him. Yeah, because I've been liking all the comments on Facebook. Every I have little comment. I've been like going in there, clicking the like. Thank you. I haven't been able to keep up like with Facebook because oh, there's so it's many, hard. like every morning we have like so many notifications. I don't know if people have been saying non, non titty related stuff to us because I can't read them all. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to keep on top of it for you. It's been pretty funny and hardly any negative stuff. It's like 99% positive. Well, so there's, there's a couple of good comments on there. Actually, the, the one thing I like about this video, apart from it being funny is that it, sort of squashes all of the rumors of, you know, well, you know how, you know, lots of, uh, there's still lots of knuckleheads out there who say terrible things about Michael, you know, allegedly liking little boys and all that sort of crazy, stupid nonsense. This video just goes to show that that's not true. That's not, that wasn't a makeup part of his character at all. You know, he was. Just, he was thirsty. He was thirsty. So. Yeah, but in case you haven't seen the video, they're all on YouTube as well. So go to our YouTube channel, um, search for us on YouTube, the MJ Cast, and you will find Thug Life videos and a bunch of other videos. Shall we open the newspaper? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> oh, you actually have a newspaper. Sound there you go. 
newspapers open. Let's do it. Oh, God. Start the show. All right. Well, we've got friend of the show, Lavelle Smith Jr., uh, doing something pretty exciting in the coming months. He's going to be uh, out and about traveling around the world, South America and um, the US as well and Europe, uh, doing seminars, Brad Sunderberg style seminars. But these will be mainly, I guess, to do with choreography, dancing and uh, the work, the great work that Lavelle Smith Jr. did with Michael Jackson, including, um, I guess, uh, Ghosts and choreographing songs like Dangerous and even touring around the world on the Bad Tour, Dangerous and History Tours. Um, And yeah, Lavelle's going to be doing these seminars June through August. And I've got a feeling they're going to be really, really good. I reckon he's got some great stories. Yeah, he's got some fantastic stories. You can go, I guess you could go back to our, we did a special with Lavelle Smith Jr. It was a Halloween special for 2015. Q, you did a great job on that one with him. Thank you. And uh, yeah, you might get a little bit of a taste of what his seminars could be like, I guess, if you listen to that, because he gives a couple of um, good stories in there. But the the thing that I'm most interested about with, with this seminar is the multimedia side of it like the the audio visual stuff because he's got a trailer out and if you watch the trailer it's got some pretty cool footage in there that i'd never seen before so it makes me wonder what he's going to show during the seminars yeah absolutely well he's actually so he's doing a big mix of things he's actually doing something today like day of recording in um budapest in hungary he's got workshop on then he's got tribute show coming up, a couple of tribute shows in Brazil. Yeah. Um, he's got, what's he got? He's got tribute in Bucharest, in Romania, tribute in another one in Brazil. Then he's got a whole bunch of workshops, which is also in Brazil. So that would be like dance workshops. And then he's got seminar in Sweden, workshop in Sweden, seminar in Frankfurt, Germany, and also in Naples, Italy. So he's got a, he's a busy, busy, busy man, Lavelle. Wow. I think it's a real blessing and a gift for Michael Jackson fans all around the world to be having these seminars from people like Lavelle and Brad. And, you know, it's one thing listening to a sort of like an interview or a podcast and, and they can be really good, but there's nothing like sitting in in a room with with literally with someone where you're able to interact and ask questions. Um, yeah. Or to like in a workshop to learn from yeah. Lavelle. Learn, literally learn the dance moves. Like Yeah, from the guy that came up with a whole bunch of them. Yeah, I'm not Just, sure what yeah. ones he teaches, but I'm guessing they'd probably be things like ghosts or too bad. Oh, or, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Be amazing. Thriller maybe. Who knows? He didn't come up with Thriller though. No, he didn't. He didn't do Thriller, but... Um, I guess he he would have you know obviously performed it many times on stage. Oh yeah, so. yeah, that would be really cool. It's really cool how um the Brad Sundberg sort of uh, concept is um now being picked up by a whole bunch of people that worked with Michael and are sharing stories. Oh, it's a great format, and I think more more people should do it. And I know some people are a little bit shy, and maybe they wouldn't have the technical skill or the you know the motivation to put on their own seminar but people like like brad for example the mju seminar coming up i love the fact that so many people are jumping on board and getting involved with the one thing rather than everybody doing their own little seminar it's kind of cool that there's like these big conglomerate sort of ones where you can go and hear from six or seven different michael jackson collaborators yes 
this really is the kind of thing that the estate should be putting together and touring around, but whatever, at least leave it to the people that are doing the better job at this sort of stuff. They've even got the venue. They've got the venue to do it, the time to do it. They've got everything they need at um, the, uh, you know, in Las Vegas, that hotel where they have MJ1. What's it called again? Mandalay Bay. Yeah, Mandalay Bay. They could do it there. But I guess we can talk about that a little later when we talk about what they actually are going to be doing for his birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, jump on board with uh, Lavelle Smith Jr. Seminars. Go on his Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash real Lavelle M. Smith Jr. Uh, JR for Jr. Great page. Lots of really good updates. Lots of great videos. Lavelle shares as well a lot of different little video snippets of things that you've never seen before. Like, for example, to promote this... Um, the seminar coming up, he's been sharing little clips of uh, Michael's rehearsals for the 1995 MTV uh, awards show. And there's some really- Which I love. I love that performance. Me too. It's my hands down favorite Michael Jackson 90s performance, like 100%. And it's really cool to see him sort of conceiving it and practicing it and, and rehearsing it. Um, there's only been some clips come out so far. There's one with him with the Billie Jean gear on sort of in a sound stage or something or a dance studio. Um, and then there's also been some of the way you make me feel footage come out. So very, very cool to see. Very, very cool. And of course, Brad Sunderberg MJU is coming up. Go to in the studio with MJ.com for tickets and for details, um, but yeah, that is going to be incredible. And have you got the dates for that there, Jamin? No, but we can easily find. Oh that yes, out. I do. I do. do? June June twenty till twenty third in Los Angeles. It's going to be massive. I think we know a couple of people who are actually going as well. Yes, and and people that we've had on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brad, of course, and uh, Rob. So if you're listening to our show and are going to uh, MJU, maybe consider um, dropping us a line at the MJCast at iCloud.com after you've gone and uh, have a chat with us about maybe putting together a little audio segment or a review of, of your thoughts of MJU. Maybe we'll play it on the show. Yep, maybe. Cool. Okay, we've got another seminar coming soon too. Yes, we have Brian Loren. He's going to be hosting a seminar. Probably what's it, this would be the first time for him as well. Yeah, I've never heard of him speaking at all, really. I don't even think I've heard an interview about Michael Jackson from Brian Loren. No, no. It'll be a really interesting one, this one, um, because there's a lot to learn from, from his recording efforts with Michael. And he's going to be talking, well, there's speculation about some things that he's going to be talking about. I think fans desperately want to hear about some stuff in particular. Yeah. So there's the song that, uh, well, first of all, we'll set the scene for people who might not know what, who Brian Loren is. So he was, um, he's a record producer and a songwriter who worked with Michael uh, in the very, I'm going to say very, 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 very late eighties, early nineties, I think 90 and 91, potentially he was kind of the main or one of the main producers that were brought on board to give Michael a new fresh sound for the dangerous record. So Michael had recorded off the wall thriller and bad with Quincy Jones and was ready to embark on a brand new sound and uh, was experimenting with Brian Loren to potentially fill out the Dangerous album with a bunch of songs. They recorded heaps of songs together, like lots and lots and lots. I'm just loading up my unreleased um, 
album now on iTunes, scanning through it um, to look for them. But um, there's some really... She Got It is one of them. Um, can you think of any others? There's- well, I know I didn't know that he sort of... Did he have involvement with... Is it Mind and the Magic? He may have. He probably did. Um, and Superfly Sister. Yeah, so that I think one of the only songs he did with Michael that has officially come out was Superfly Sister on Blood on the Dance Floor. It was repurposed for that album. Um, but yeah, if you if you don't love me, she got it, and a bunch of other ones for the Dangerous album that never sort of were officially released. They leaked years later. I, I think they leaked in the early two thousands or something. Um, but yeah, he also worked on a really mysterious song with Michael Jackson called Man in Black, which it has a bit of a reputation in the fan community as being uh, really mysterious and a song that a lot of people want to hear because I think in some capacity it, it, it didn't really ever come out as such, but I think at one point it was put out on some kind of promotional radio CD or something, or there might only be a couple of copies in the world or something. I don't know how. I don't think so. I've never heard it. I've never heard it. Oh, actually, I tell a lie. I have heard it, uh, <laughs> but it. I don't think it has been released in any capacity. Well, and somehow, the first, I think there's like a big myth about it. Um, the first time I ever heard about it was in an Adrian Grant book, I believe, where he was, or a magazine or something, where he was interviewing Michael, and as he was in the studio, that's the song that they were, he was being worked on. That it, I think I've seen it on eBay on a CD, not as a release CD, but like as a acetate or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's a song that gets shared around the collector groups in the fan community for lots and lots of money. It's never digitally leaked yet, so that's why it's still worth lots of money. But yeah, I have, <laughs> I have heard a version. I have heard the song actually. Um, I won't reveal any information about how, but it was played to me over the phone at one stage. And Jealous. <laughs> but the problem is that during the time I heard this song, I also heard lots and lots of other unreleased Michael Jackson songs. So I can't really remember. They're all kind of blending together for me now because I only heard each of these songs that I've heard kind of once each. So a lot of them blend into each other in my mind. But this one from memory has... A very sort of, it sounded to me a bit like Streetwalker. Like it's got a very strong beat with a driving bass line that goes through it. Um, I can't really remember much else about it, but it sounded really funky. And it's going to be cool to hear Brian Loren possibly speak about this song. Even if he doesn't come ready to talk about it, I am sure there will be Michael Jackson fans in the audience that will ask about Man in Black, um, which he um, produced, I believe. Yeah, so um, uh, music first, I think is the is they the one putting this together. Yep, and they look forward to seeing you guys at the Abbey Road Institute in Paris on the twenty fourth of September, twenty sixteen, where Brian Loren will open his box of memories. So standard ticket is twenty nine euro, and that gives access to Brian Loren's conference starting at two p.m. And there's a premium ticket which there's a limited number of for 59 euro and that gives the same access to the conference at 2 p.m and first row seats and a private listening session in a studio and the approximate duration of the conference is four hours Mm. 
So it sounds like a really, really good thing to go to. I really strongly, highly recommend that if you're a Michael Jackson fan in Europe, that you consider going to this because chances are you're going to hear information and possibly music that no other fan has really heard before. So For sure. So head to music-first.fr and you'll be able to get the details all on that site. Scroll down for English. Another interesting event coming up, Apollo Theatre, the, sorry, the Apollo Theatre is running an education program on Michael Jackson's epic years. I didn't, I'd never heard about this until you put it in the show notes. Yeah, I, that was a little cool find. I'm just going to bring up the site now. It's actually a free event that, yeah, how cool is that? So any listeners in New York or in the vicinity of New York, uh, I would definitely be RSVPing via the website because this really sounds really cool. It's free to the public, but you must RSVP. So go to apollotheater.org to RSVP because that's it. You'll Once you register online, you'll receive an email confirmation and you must print out your email confirmation and bring it with you to the event. Um, so yes, it's not guaranteed that you'll get in, but you need to RSVP and this is a free event. The date, is Thursday, June 16, and it's at 6.30 p.m. at the Apollo Theatre. Did you want me to read a little bit about it, Jamin? Yeah, if you can. So, from off the wall to invincible, Michael Jackson's recordings on Epic Records chronicle the artist's evolution to become one of the most influential musicians of the 20th century. Don't we know it? Author and Duke University professor of black popular culture, Mark Anthony Neal, will take us behind the music for a look at Jackson's resounding impact on music, culture and entertainment and his place in a long-standing tradition of black performance. Of course, there's uh, quite a sort of um, history with Michael and, and the Apollo Theatre, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a place, it's a venue that he performed at when he was a boy. Um, as a part of the Jackson 5. So it's, he's got a very, very long history there. He Not only did he perform there a lot, but he also uh, spent time there with his brothers um, watching the greats perform, like James Brown and, and artists like that. He, he literally would you know, stand, stand on the side of the stage in the wings, just watching these artists from a distance, um, learning, you know, how... And that I guess that's the training that he, that he went on to become the greatest uh, performer of all time himself. That's it. So uh, thank you to MJ Vibe where I actually found the um, the news of this event. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, it's free to the public. It is on Thursday, June 16 at 6.30 p.m. in um, Apollo Theatre in New York. So head to apollotheatre.org to RSVP for your tickets. And um, I hope that you're successful in getting tickets and access. And, again, if you are going to this, let us know because I'd love to hear about it. Bad, Dangerous, Invincible, Michael Jackson's Epic Years. Pretty what, awesome. It's going to cover some great stuff and like to learn about the sort of academic side as well. That will be, you know, there's nothing better than education and learning more about Michael and his art. Yeah, absolutely. The ladies over at MJAS will probably be really interested in this one too, I think. Oh, yeah, I reckon for sure. Another day has gone. I'm still all Say goodbye Someone tell me why 
Hey, I'm Lavelle Smith Jr. And thanks so much for joining us on the MJ Cast. So that was the Nick mix of You Are Not Alone. We played a, a fresh Nick mix on the last episode with Mike Smallcomb and uh, Jason Garcia. Uh, so here's another super fresh one, like literally just a couple of days it's been up. So awesome. Our friend of the show, Remix by Nick, has put that mix together. Jamin. <laughs> what? Jamin. What? Do you love it? Um, okay. Let me just say Jamin doesn't love it. Jamin doesn't I'm love sorry, it. But Nick. I love it. I'm sorry, Nick. I love it. I gotta say I'm Nick's biggest fan. Like honestly, I like know, you are. You 99.99999% are. of Nick's music. I love, 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 love. Like I think he's the best ever remix artist of uh, Michael Jackson's music I've ever heard. And that includes all of the official remixes that have ever come out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he's incredible because he he really in most of the music he does, he he really stays true to the to the sound of Michael Jackson's original music, and then gives us a, an alternate, cool interpretation. With you, are not alone. <laughs> it's um, I don't know. I've just never been. A, I know you are, but I'm I'm just not like a massive fan of that European house club sound. <laughs> and so, and I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Sorry, Nick. I love you, Nick. <laughs> um. Well, but you I love am, it. I know you love it. <laughs> no, I, I, the thing is, I love this mix, but I do not love the song "You're Not Alone." Yeah, at all. So it's really weird. Like I am, I was at the time of its release a big fan of "You're Not Alone," but not now. I, I would probably skip it when it's playing. Sorry for all the Yana fans. I love but, it. I think it's good. Oh, it's, no. It reminds me of, um, you know that. Mid nineties R Kelly sort of sound, you know. I be, you know what's the other song he did for Space Jam? I believe I can fly. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, and I love that song. My God, I was obsessed with that song. Um, but yeah, no, just not big Yana fan. Yeah. But with I don't know Nick, I love something about this mix a lot, <laughs> and that's really shocked and surprised me a great deal, especially because it's not Jamin's favorite. So yeah, I thought that was really funny. I was like, Jamin, we need to play this on the show. <laughs> I can't wait. To, I can't wait to hear what our listeners think as well. Yeah. But well, there you go. So that was a fresh Nick mix. So head to the show notes to get links for that and uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel as well. What's your favorite Nick mix? Oh my God. That is so Tough. That is so not fair that you just threw that at me just then and for me to for me to catch. Um I love State of Shock. I really love State of Shock and I love the Janet mixes he's done. I thought the too bad one was really cool mm. as well. Yeah. 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 There you go. Hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. So there's actually a lot of Michael stuff happening this year, I guess. Um, we've also got a, I guess it's not the premiere year. What's it called? The sequel year? It's the follow-up year for Kingvention. Back due to popular demand, Kingvention 2016 is happening uh, again this year. So it's 10th of September at the Park Plaza Victoria in London. If you head to kingvention.com, that's easy. Uh, you'll get all the details there, and that's uh, where you can buy tickets as well, kingvention.com slash buy hyphen tickets is where you can purchase tickets. So, yeah, Kingvention, we heard great things about it last year, and it looks like a really awesome presentation that they put together for, for fans. So if anyone's going to that, let us know. 
Um, this year, they're going to be doing some of the highlights will be Captain EO from page to screen, which would melt my mind if I saw <laughs> that, I think. Um, that would be really cool. Fascinated by the creative process behind Michael Jackson's visual works, Kingvention 2016 will debut never-before-seen storyboards from the making of Captain EO, and that's sponsored by GBI and GB Posters. That would be the highlight for me. Uh, there's going to be a huge Dangerous album mural because, of course, it's Dangerous 25-year. There'll be a making of Moonwalker, Dangerous Blast from the Past, Silver Screen, where Michael's best can be watched on the uh, big screen. There'll be the London International Gospel Choir will be there to deliver a unique rendition of Michael's Will You Be There? There'll be the King of Shop, the MJ Marketplace, and wrapping up the night will be Club 30s, which will be a place to let your hair down and get your sparkly socks on. Um, There's going to be a few guests as well, isn't there? Yeah, the guests look really um, interesting. So there's three guests in total that have been announced so far. I don't know if there'll be any more that get announced, but uh, the three guests are Yuko Samida Jackson, who was a dancer and choreographer on the Dangerous World Tour and a female dancer in the amazing short film Ghosts, or, you know, film Ghosts, really. It's such a long, long short film. Um, <laughs> Tom Russo, technical director and engineer on the Dangerous album. Not really sure who Tom is. Um, <laughs> sorry, Not Tom. Yet. Not, Not yet. yet. But it's going to be really interesting to hear about, you know, what he did with Michael because I, I will admit that I don't really know a lot about Tom Russo. It's kind of a little mm, interesting to see that there's the title there, technical director for Tom when we know that Brad Sunderberg was um, definitely also in that role as well around that period. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Tom's got to say about his work with Michael. I'm very interested. Also, Dan Beck, uh, former SVP marketing and sales manager at Epic Sony. And he was was the um, senior vice president of marketing during the Dangerous and History era. So I am... That if I was going to Kingvention, for me, that is the number one reason I'd want to be going. There are some beautiful photos of Dan Beck and Michael Jackson. If you go to the site and click on Dan Beck, uh, there's an incredible image of him standing with Michael on stage, uh, I think for the music video shoot for You Are Not Alone. And there's also a great picture of him on the set for the Scream music video. Uh, Michael's there drinking some water out of a straw and (laughs) Dan's talking to him. But I would say Dan would have been somebody who was very involved with a lot of the things Diana Walzak was talking to us about in that in the special we did with her. For example, the the statue being used in marketing. You know, even the name of the history album. I think you told me a little earlier, Q, that Dan was the guy who came up with that name. Pretty sure he's the guy that came up with the actual history sort of word where the HIS is in capitals and then it leads into story. So his story morphed into history. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I read in a book, in uh, Mike Smallcombe's book, I think, talks about that. I, I would really like to hear what Dan Beck's got to say. So it's a shame that you and I probably won't be able to go to this because we live so far away. But uh, if you are somebody that's in the UK or Europe and you're heading over to Kingvention, please drop us a line. Let us know how it goes. We love hearing about your stories from Kingvention because last year we got some really great stories around how it went. Yeah, indeed. Have fun everyone at Kingvention. So a new book's come out. Uh, We've had 
a few books come recently. Um, I know you spoke with Mike Smallcomb on our last special about his book, Making Michael. Um, and, and I know that over at MJ Vibe, the, the guys that are putting the uh, Kingvention together, Pez has put an off-the-wall book out. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. What's we'll that put one a called? link in the show notes to that. Is it uh, Brick? Oh, my God, I can't think of the name at the moment. Oh, great. Someone's... Are you joking? That's hilarious. Someone's whippersnippering. Can you hear that? Yeah, this better go in the bloopers. <laughs> Bloody whippersnippers. That's so funny. Oh, God, this is going to ruin the show. Well, maybe they've only got a small garden. There it is. So um, it's called Off the Wall from the Beginning Brick by Brick. So I found it finally. Okay. <laughs> Apologies to all listeners. There is a rogue whippersnipper outside my house. <laughs> Lock the cats up. That's so funny. That's something that would happen at my suburb. Oh, That's so funny. Bloody whippersnippers. <laughs> How am I going to record a freaking podcast with a whippersnipper going outside the window? Well, we'll just have to carry on. If it's not the bloody crows, it's the whippersnippers. Don't you get paid really well? Just go bribe him. 50 bucks. Do this later, buddy. Oh, Jesus. All right. Send, send, send your wife out. <laughs> she can yell at him. We're just going to have to roll with it. People are just yeah. going to have to ignore the whippersnipper. <laughs> so there's also that... Um, the, the guys at MJ Vibe, Pez Jax, who's putting Kingvention together, he's put a book out as well. It's called Off the Wall from the Beginning, Brick by Brick. So there'll be a, a link to that in the show notes too. Yep, and there's another book coming soon um, by MJAS podcaster Elizabeth Armisu, which looks really good. It's called yes. The Dangerous Philosophies of Michael Jackson. Um, looks like a great, great book and uh, academic study of Michael Jackson's work. And uh, of course, that's got a stunning uh, cover as well that was designed by illustrator Karen Merckx. Um, yeah, I love so, that. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be a good one coming. And uh, anyway, we've got a, a book that's recently just come out um, by Chris Cadman, friend of the show, Chris Cadman. He Absolute expert. Like, guys, seriously, there the, is no one that you should be referring to more than Chris Cadman. This guy is like the original expert too. Like, yes. This is before the guy. Before Joe Vogel, before <laughs> any of that hype and that book, which was mostly good, except for the end. Um, yeah. Chris Cadman, all the earlier albums were covered great in yeah. that book. Oh, yeah. The later albums just went downhill really sorry but yeah but before joe and before others there was chris cadman's books so this is the guy where like in when i was a newish fan before there were extensive forum threads and wikipedia articles and stuff on michael jackson's work chris cadman's for the record book is where you would go to find out about michael's music and yes. um unreleased material as well so he released a bunch of books over the years. For the record was his first one. He no, there wasn't. I think he actually did one back in 2002 as well. Yeah, on um, pretty sure I saw it on Amazon. Uh, for the record, it says Michael Jackson for the record. And he's also done other stuff like 
a book called Jackson's Number Ones, Michael Jackson, the early years, Michael Jackson, the solo years, Michael Jackson, the maestro, the definitive A to Z volume one and yes. two, which yes. are amazing. So yeah, Chris has done a lot of um, a lot of work, and he's also the um, owner of the amazing Michael Jackson Facebook group called the Michael Jackson Archives, which is an outstanding group because it's one of the only um, places I know of on the internet where fans and Michael Jackson collaborators actually talk, like um, sort of collaboratively about Michael's work. It's really fascinating. Like someone will just start a thread and be like, "Hey, let's talk about." I don't know, some random demo or some song. And then you've got fans talking about it and the people who worked on the song are there talking about it. It's crazy. So that's a really good group um, to get involved in. If you can, it is a secret sort of private group. I think it's called. So you have to be secret. No, I think that's what they call it. (laughs) Isn't that what they call it? A secret group. That's what Facebook calls it. I don't know. Anyway, you have to get invited by somebody on there. So if you know somebody on the Michael Jackson archives and you're actually a, a, um, this whippersnip is driving me crazy. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Guys, it's not some crazy animal that lives in Australia that you can hear in the background. It's a dude with a whippersnipper. Doing do his do our listeners know what a whippersnipper is? Well, it's a big powered stick thing with a spinning like top uh, with um, wire, yes, wire on the bottom, wire. and it cuts grass and weeds, like edges that you don't, you don't, yeah, weeds. You don't sort of do your whole lawn with it. That's a lawn mower. Well, you could do your whole lawn with it. You'd be out there if you were insane um <laughs> or if you had like a mini green of like a mini golf green you could maybe use a whipper stipper but generally it does the edges but jamin has a neighbor apparently out in the country there who's decided he's doing his whipper snipping now oh, well we've got there's this house next to mine i've got a neighbor on one side and then the house on the other side is like a a house that's owned by a mining company and most oh. of the time people don't even live in it people just turn up every you know month or so for a few days and live there um, fly in, fly out, sort of people, and yeah. Um, yeah, the mining companies send out landscaping people to mow the lawn every once in a while, but they're bloody loud. Um, anyway, right now, anyway. <laughs> okay, so Chris back, Cadman, back, Michael Jackson off the wall for the record. Okay, and I was still talking about Chris Cadman and what he does. So he did a bunch of other books. He's got a great Facebook um, group called the Michael Jackson Archives. Jump on there if you can. And he's also the owner of a new Michael Jackson website called Michael Jackson Masterworks, which has lots and lots of primary sources of Michael Jackson on there, like pictures and, and newspaper cutouts and articles and stuff, which is great. Now, so just in the past month, Chris Cadman has released a brand new book. Uh, it's called Michael Jackson Off the Wall for the Record. And the whole concept of it is let's take um, what would usually be a chapter in another artist, in another author's book. So, for example, the Joe Vogels of the world or the Mike Smallcombs, they've written a whole book about all of Michael Jackson's career and they might devote a chapter to each of Michael Michael's albums. Chris Cadman's gone, right, okay, let's take that one chapter like off the wall and let's expand it out to be its whole own book. Um, and it's the only book I know of apart from Damien Shield's Escape Origins that has focused a, an entire book around a single era in Michael's career or a single album, I should say. Um and boy, is it is it really good. Now, I'll admit straight off the bat that I haven't read the whole thing. Um, I've read portions of it and I can't wait to sit down and read it from cover to cover. But even from just reading portions, I can tell that it's a really, really good book. Uh, it's, it's a book that delves into the history of the recording sessions for Off the Wall. 
Um, it's laid out really well. It doesn't it do- doesn't jump all over the place. It's um you know how Mike Gus my um sorry Jason Garcia described on the last uh last show you guys did that he really liked how Mike Smallcombe's book was chronological. Yeah, it's like a diary. Like you can follow along almost to the hour, maybe if you go into that much detail of how those days and weeks progressed of of activity. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that um, Chris Cadman's book is like that, but it definitely has a structure to it that you'll enjoy if you're into that sort of sort of thing, like chronological. Um, not really. It's not really a narrative, but it. I'll I'll read the contents to you so people know sort of what flow it has. So it starts off with discussing the off the wall album in general and how it came to be, and then it goes through song by song. Okay, so it's like Spike Lee's documentary. It, there's like a chapter on every single song on the album. Once that's completed, there's a, a chapter on the off the wall special edition from um, 2001, and and that's where this book would still be awesome if it just finished there. But Chris takes it to another level. He then spends the next half of the book talking about the Triumph album, the Triumph tour, um, other songs Michael wrote during 79 to 81 that didn't make it onto the albums. He Whoa. talks he talks about special appearances um, that Michael did, um, like television specials and things like that. And uh, he also has a discussion in there about Spike Lee's documentary as well. So this is a book that takes everything from the era of Off the Wall, not just the album itself, but also the work Michael was doing with his brothers and puts it into one amazing package. That sounds awesome. It's a really good book. And and I got to say, as a historian, as a history teacher, this is how I would write a Michael Jackson book. This has got... Um, it certainly has a narrative flow that goes through it where Chris is talking about, you know, giving context and things like that. But there's really big primary source sort of um, quotes, like e- excerpts. So he, he, he Chris's style isn't one to just sort of weave a quote in and out of a sentence here and there. He'll have like his own writing and then, you know, a five line quote from Michael Jackson or a collaborator just sitting there for you to read as well. So... It is a book where you are dipping in and out all the time of the words of Michael Jackson and his collaborators all about these songs. Now, one of the biggest complaints about the off the wall documentary from Spike Lee was that they didn't really go. Spike didn't really use the words of Michael Jackson or the collaborators very much when discussing the album. If you're somebody that felt that that was an issue, you need to get this book because this book is all the words of the people who worked on the album, pretty much. Whoa. And not even just from the time. There's, like, quotes so, from Michael Jackson from, like, 2005 talking about Off the Wall. So, well filling in the gaps and then a whole lot more. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, there's some great information in there that you won't know. Like, you just will never have heard, especially things, like, um, around unreleased music. There is... I was flipping through that part today and there's a little section in there on a song called Toy, um, which Michael Jackson apparently wrote in the very um, late 70s or early 80s. And apparently it was a song that was intended for a Richard Richard Pryor film. Um, I'd never heard it before. But then I remembered that one of the... that the song Best of Joy on the 2010 Michael album in its earliest form was called... 
um, toy. Uh, so I wonder whether that's the same song. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know, but there's, yeah, certainly some things to learn in here for sure. And especially if you like pictures, I'll admit they aren't color, which is a bit of a shame. And I'm sure that, um, you know, Chris would be able to explain why they're not color. I'm sure it would have come down to things like publishing costs, which just go through the roof as soon as you're looking at color. But the book is full, that you, you don't go three pages without seeing multiple images. There's full page images. There's little ones that are embedded in the text. There's pictures everywhere. Right now, page 37, I'm looking at a stunning artistic piece. It's a sketch of Michael Jackson in the tuxedo uh, from the off-the-wall era, even wearing a fedora as well. I don't know what this sketch is or where it's from, but it looks amazing. So you're going to have all the links in the show notes? Yep, all the links in the show notes. Um, You can grab it on Amazon. You can grab it on where I buy my books, which is uh, Book Depository. Um, those guys do a great job of physical books. They get them out to you real fast. There's free shipping. And free shipping. Seriously. Whoa. Like, yeah, your book is not the cheapest price, but screw that because you're saving big time anyway because of the free shipping. Exactly. And they package them up. The book depository guys package them up real nice. Like they're really, uh, they're put in this hard sort of cardboard sleeve. Um, so when you get your book, it's in great condition. Uh, Make sure you jump on there and see if you can grab Chris Cadman's book. Support these guys who put in massive effort into getting you interesting information on Michael Jackson. For sure. So head to themjcast.com and episode 32 and scroll down and you will find all of those details that we are talking about right there that you can click on directly. So big news. Huge news. news. Oh, my God. One of my favorite bands of all time. Are doing a concert and it's a band that rarely does concerts. And it's Journey. A- Journey? Journey? Is that who you're talking about? No, who's Don't Journey? Don't Stop Believing? Don't Stop Believing? I don't even know that song. Oh my God, really? Remember Glee? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I know what you're Don't talking about. Don't Stop Believing. There you go. Keep going, Q. Keep singing. No, it's all good. Thanks, Chris Elder, though, for the tip of that Journey documentary on Netflix. This is completely unrelated. But, yeah, I watched that documentary on Netflix about the um, the new lead singer of Journey from the from Manila, and it was really good. So, hey, Chris Elder, shout out. Um, but, no, uh, you're not talking about Journey. So, I guess you're going to be talking about Poison. Who's oh. Poison? Poison, the band from the... Early nineties. Yeah, I, I don't know poison either. Okay. Oh, so use three T. Three T. Three T. Yay, we got there. Yay, yeah, three T. So this is not super new news, but we're catching up on the news. That's right. So these are Michael Jackson's nephews and uh, Jackson Five guitarist Tito Jackson's sons, uh, Taj, Tarrell, and TJ. They put out a new album recently. Uh, it's last a, year. It's an amazing album called Chapter Three. Grab it. If you can find it, because it wasn't on iTunes the other day when I looked. Um, but yeah, they're an amazing, amazing group uh, and some amazing fellas as well who stand up for Michael whenever they get the chance. And uh, they are going to be touring. Well, sorry, I shouldn't say touring. They're going to be doing a one-off show, actually, in the Netherlands. And it is an up-close and personal show. They will. I don't think they've ever really done a show like this before, Um the show, well, this year really marks the 20th anniversary of their first major hit, Anything. And uh, 
I really hope to hear the song. I'm sure they'll play that one at the show for sure. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be an intimate show. It's got all the hits. It's going to be stripped down uh, to include sort of intimate, I guess, acoustic versions of the songs. And they've got songs they've never performed before that will be they'll be doing at the show. Uh, and interestingly, if you read the website, it says their website says that they will even have spoken word interludes and anecdotes about the songs going on in between the um, performances. That is intimate. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys, if you if you haven't heard a 3T album, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> grab, grab any of their albums. They're all amazing, all three of them, Brotherhood, Identity, and Chapter 3. There's not a group out there that I can think of that do harmonies the way that these guys do them. Um, Beautiful, beautiful music. And I just think it would be spine tingling to hear them do it live. I don't know if the show's sold out yet. No, it hasn't sold out yet. I checked. Tickets are still available. So there you go. Don't miss out. Yeah, don't miss out. Like like the thing is, these guys, they don't, they don't perform a lot. Like they really don't. They don't perform a lot. They don't release music a lot. When they do, it's amazing. But uh, they're the sort of group that when they're performing, you go see them because who knows when they're going to do it again. Yep. So this is happening uh, in the RAI Theatre in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. So hudemochen to all our Dutch listeners. Um, it's the 16th of September, 2016. Did you know? Did you know they were teasing today that um, I think I Need You will be one of the songs they play? Oh, wow. They had, they had sheet music up going, if anyone can see what this is, this might be played at the show. Oh, that's so special. My only hope is that, I mean, you know how much I love, you know, concert movies. I'm not saying we want a movie. That's pretty epic if they were to do that. But please, I just really hope the 3T guys film this. And that real, would be awesome, in, yeah. In really good quality. Just just, just film it, document it, because, you know, not everyone in the world can get to the Netherlands to see this show. <laughs> and they have a lot of fans. Yeah. So I would, I would be the first guy to put my hand up and to buy that if it was on blu-ray or you know high definition download or whatever i would have it for sure so yep um i wonder what songs they're gonna play actually like i hope they do play some stuff from chapter three. Oh, i well remember taj was telling us last year that he was really excited to try and to try and sort of get some of this new stuff live yeah yeah so i reckon there will be some of the new stuff for sure for sure do you reckon this is tied in and connected with the stuff that Prince Jackson's been teasing on Twitter? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's so, I was thinking maybe, but now I don't think it is. I think it's something separate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what the Prince thing is. Maybe a... Do you think it's like a documentary? I don't know. I have no I think clue. It, I reckon film-based... Mm. I think something film based that will be will be released TV documentary something like that. Hope so. I hope it. Oh yeah, because I mean Prince. Uh, the thing is, Taj Jackson and Prince Jackson have both publicly said that they always had hopes and dreams to 
do film like to because that's that's what they talked with michael about a lot yeah um so hopefully they come together and and are able to do something really great on film or we'll see could be big sort of family tribute concert oh that that's what i'm hoping for you know janet tito janet's busy you know the jacksons just yeah, that's true. <laughs> Janet, Janet can't come to work today because she's planning a family. Yeah. But, yeah, tribute concert, that would be cool. So, sorry, back to the um, 3T thing. 3T. So, yeah, so details, 3T.com. Head there. Links for tickets are there as well. Tickets have not sold out yet. And there's some really interesting ticket packages too. No, I think some of those have sold out. Oh, the, the ones where you can go to the sound yeah. check and stuff. Yeah, yeah, special packages, I think, sold out very quickly. Um, but go and check. Go and double check. But there are regular tickets available still. If you want to keep up to date with this stuff, in addition to listening to the MJ cast, make sure you um, get in contact with Jackson Source. So mm-hmm. Jackson Source on Twitter. I think their account is at Jackson Source uh, and also on Facebook and Instagram. Jackson Source and Yannicka, the lady who runs Jackson Source, it's, it's, it literally is the best source on the internet for all things the Jacksons, or the, I should say the Jackson family as a whole. So whether it's, um, you know, the Jackson group, the band, the Jacksons, or whether it's 3T or any of them, uh, you've got to follow them because Yannicka does an incredible job keeping everybody up to date with what's happening next with the Jackson family. Delighted to have with us one of America's youngest institutions, five of our very favorite people who, in fact, are doing us the honor of letting us celebrate with them their 10th anniversary in show business. A great welcome, gang, for the Jacksons. Sit you remember these songs. Never can say goodbye. Don't wait for me. Never can say goodbye. Even though the pain and heartaches seem to follow me wherever I go, though I try and strike to have my feet, and they always seem to show. Then you try to say you're leaving me, and I always never say no. Tell me why? Is it so? Don't wanna let you go. This is Janneke and you're listening to the MJ Cast. If you're after a leading magazine on all things Michael Jackson and the Jackson family, check out Jackson Source. Jackson Source publishes Jackson Magazine annually 
and it offers a full retrospect of the previous year covering all the news, highlights and events of the first and next generation of Jacksons in the form of articles, interviews, photos, categories and exclusive contributions from Jackson family members. The 2015 edition of Jackson Magazine is now available and features articles about the message in Michael's music, the legacy of the Jackson 5, exclusive interviews with Tito, Jermaine, Taj, Terrell and TJ, as well as exclusive pictures of Tito, Jermaine, Jafar and Your Majesty, and loads more. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at JacksonSource. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, this is Taj Jackson of 3T, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. So we've got some new music by a member of the Jackson family. Tito time. It's Tito time. Tito time. <laughs> Get it, baby. Is out. Dropped it on the 3rd of June. Yesterday. Yes. And I had pre-ordered it. So I woke up in the morning and done. There it was. Ready waiting for me in my iTunes. <laughs> Click here. There's the songs. So it's a two-track single. Got Get It Baby featuring Big Daddy Kane and then a edit as well, radio edit. And it's awesome. It's great fun. It's a really happy, positive vibe and feeling. It's like um, you said before, it reminds you of the happy song. Yeah, Happy by Pharrell. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah Pharrell sort of sounding happy. It's just like, yeah, it's so uplifting. It's really good. Yeah, I saw Taj Jackson say, his son say on Twitter just before that it's going to be like a summer smash and that's that's really how I feel about it. It is a really great vibe. Like it's the sort of song you you want to have playing in your car as you you know drive along the coast somewhere, um, you know, on a summer's day. It's awesome. It's really cool. It's not quite summer here. It's winter at the moment yep, in Australia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as if you're suffering up there, really. <laughs> no, it's actually a good temperature up here pretty at the okay, moment. Okay, cool. And I love winter, so I'm not suffering either. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a good song. It's uh, very fresh, uh, very well produced, like exquisitely produced. This It sounds amazing. I wonder if your sons were involved in the production at all. Um, I'm not sure. That's what I can't stand about digital music. Like you hardly ever get the little booklet yeah. with, with all the details of pro- like producers and stuff. Whereas if you buy a CD single or um, an album, you get all of the details. Yeah, hopefully when his album comes out, we'll be able to learn all that. So, hmm. so yeah, so we would love to know your thoughts on Get It Baby. Uh, I think it's great. It goes really well with um, the, the other song that Tito put out last year, which I'm hoping is building up we made to it. an album. Yeah, We Made It was last year's, and then this year is uh, Get It Baby. So, um, yeah, hopefully the album Tito Time will come out still this year. Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. And I hope on the album, I hope to hear some sort of more less produced stuff as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like acoustic sort of Tito with his guitar and, you know, and maybe someone else playing another guitar or something like that. Yeah, just some really rooty kind of stuff. Like I was, when I, when I want to hear Tito, I love going to his YouTube videos of him playing live with a live band because it's just that raw, organic, roots and blues kind of sound. And for me personally, that's that's the sound I love from Tito. And yeah, totally hoping that we get some more of that kind of stuff coming soon. Yeah. So it's available on iTunes. 
It's available on Amazon and Google Play. Uh, SoundCloud, I think, as well. Yeah, it's on SoundCloud. And, uh, of course, uh, it probably will be available as well as a physical CD if you want to pick that up at some point. Head to titojackson.com for latest details, of course. Yep. And he's on social media. You can follow Tito at lots of different places on Twitter. I think he's Tito Jackson 5 um, he's, he, he's a great, he's a great account to follow. Cause every once in a while he'll just come out and be like, uh, <laughs> it's, he says stuff like it's uh Tito time or, uh, are you ready for some pop tea or something like that? <laughs> he would have been a cool dad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So go and get Tito's new song, get it baby. And we have a well it's not really a scoop because you can go get the song yourself but we have got permission from tito to play you part of his song today so we hope you enjoy get it baby just listen Hope you enjoyed that little snippet of Get It Baby by Tito Jackson. Uh, there's lots of different places you can buy it. Like we said, you can grab it on iTunes slash Apple Music, grab it on Amazon. Uh, but if you go to titojackson.com, that's got all the links of the different places you can buy it if you'd like it. And our show notes. Yep. Jump on our show notes at themjcast.com and you can follow the links there. Janet, Queen Janet. <laughs> <laughs> and she reigns supreme in this With new the video. video the video, <laughs> the sort of holding place video until Unbreakable campaign and era continues. She's left us with a baby while she's gone to have her baby. It's <laughs> damn baby. Damn indeed. I was not disappointed. I can tell you that. It's really good. Like... <laughs> She, okay, where do we start with this video? Like, Okay, so what I loved about it, it was like, it was super fresh. This was new Janet, but it has what makes Janet great. Mm-hmm. Like, for one, it's a kick-ass song. Like, right from the first, like, release of the album, I was like, this has to be a single and I want to see a video because this is awesome. So Damn Baby by itself is awesome. But the video, it captures, like, just raw Funky, sexy, talented dance Janet. This is like a dance Janet video. Yeah, the choreography is really, really com- like looks complicated. It looks great. I couldn't do it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's it's like she. It's clear that she's put so much effort into it with her dances, just developing and creating this intricate sort of choreography. Uh, it's it's really good. And I love how it's shot in black and white as well. 
Yeah. Um, I think that looks really classy and it makes really... every, like the dancing stand out a lot, I think. Yeah, it totally does. There's a lot of, I got to say, there's like a lot of flashing lights going on here and there that distracted me a little bit here and there during it, but uh, it didn't, it, it didn't like detract too much from the, from the video at all. It's like an effect they have on, on the video. If you watch it, it's like flickering. The lights are flickering on and off a lot. If you've got like epilepsy or something, watch out. But, it's not that bad. My God. Oh, I thought it, like, yeah, there's just some parts of it. I didn't even notice. Didn't you? Go back and, nope. and watch it. You look for these flickering lights. No, nope. um, didn't, didn't notice. But no, I think it's really good. It's, yeah, cl- like you said, classic Janet. Awesome, awesome dancing. Uh, she looks great. She looks fantastic. I love her hair. I love her clothes. Um, yeah, it's really continuing on with the theme from the, the album cover shoot as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, great dances and cast. And yeah, it's awesome. And it was... I think very well received. It's got a couple of million views already, which is awesome yep. and well deserved. Well deserved. There's also a really cool behind the scenes video that you can watch uh, if you follow our show notes. Uh, it's sort of, I think it's about four minutes long or something. Um, and I think it's from either Billboard or Rolling Stone, but it kind of shows all the uh, the filming process for the video as well, which is interesting. It's interesting to actually see the video or, or scenes of the video in color. It looks very different, yeah. obviously, from the finished version. It's like when you see scream footage in color. You go, yeah. what? What? That looks weird. But <laughs> yeah, really, really neat. But yeah, I loved it. Let us know what you think. Yeah. So, okay. It's been really good news so far. There had to be some bad news. Yeah, we've got a bit of bad news, guys. Well, it's bad news from me. I know someone out there is going to love it and good for you. <laughs> The hollow shams back. Horrogram. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Prepare to be shocked and disgusted by the new Michael Jackson hologram that Pulse Evolution Corporation revealed that they are working on. Now, I think these are the same guys who did the yep. hologram at the Billboard Awards. Yeah. And when we say hologram, it's quote unquote hologram. It's not a real hologram. No, is it? it's a Pepper's ghost effect. Which what is, a magic what is that? Prompt. Can you explain to the audience what a Pepper's ghost effect is? So they use a translucent screen of some kind, uh, like a fabric or something. It's often at an angle. So the people in the audience uh, can't see sort of any reflection or anything off it. And then they project an image onto that. Um, surface and it looks like it's really there and people can not really interact in touching it but it looks like they're all in the same same space and how long so, how long has this effect been around oh it's been it's been a, like a couple of hundred like like well over a hundred years magic trick people used to use it on stage for like ghosts and things in the olden days so this isn't some amazing so star latest- trek hologram no, no, thing no no no, no no this isn't like star trek or star wars hologram where they you know they create like a temperature inversion and, and project it onto the space this is just a projection on a sheet um it's the top level technology sort of effect like the effect and the technology behind it is amazing it's a shame that they go and get ernest valentino an impersonator and then film him and then do a digital face that it doesn't look like Michael to me and then put that on the body of Ernest Valentino, but that's what you're watching and that's what you'll be paying for. So this is what really pisses me off here. And 
I'm just over this crap. Like, I really am. Like, I'm just over this whole obsession by... Look, I'm not going to say it's the Michael Jackson estate. I don't know if they're connected with this Pulse Evolution group of, course of they are. people. But I'm sick to death of this obsession with, you know, representations of Michael Jackson that aren't even him. How many things do we need, whether it's a Holosham, whether it's Jason Malachi singing on the Michael album... You know, I'm I'm just sick of getting things that aren't really Michael palmed off as Michael. I'm 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 absolutely over it. And and whether it's fake Michael as a hologram or a singer, or whether it's actual Michael represented in crappy quality in some sense, which we get a lot of as well, I really want the focus to shift onto authentic Michael. Really good quality Michael, whether it's audiovisual stuff, whether it's, I don't know, whatever it is, give me actual Michael. Why does somebody want to go and watch a Pepper's Ghost effect of a Michael Jackson impersonator's body with a digital face on top that doesn't even look like Michael Jackson? What are we doing tell here? Us, yeah, tell us if you are interested in that, why are you interested in that? Because we do not get it. I honestly would rather go and just watch an actual Michael Jackson impersonator. I re- and I'm not even a big fan of that. Like I don't even I don't even like doing that kind of thing. But if I'm in a scenario where there is a Michael Jackson impersonator performing, I can enjoy it because I know it's it's an impersonator. It's not him. But this is this weird Frankensteinian mix of we're trying to make an impersonator actually Michael using digital technology. It's just weird and I hate it and I never want it to happen again and I'm sick of it. And anytime I see photos of this Holosham garbage, I'm like, just whatever. Get off my screen. I love your little bullet point note here. Oh, in the show notes? Yep. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just wrote what, w- what the actual fuck. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Jamin rant was epic. <laughs> I'm just sick of it. Sorry, I don't swear like you swear. Cuba. Get used to it because uh, the people that did this sort of um, conference, this update on the technology, like they said the next 18 months is a lot of really big and exciting things happening. So they're working on a big project. Yeah, exciting this, for uh, who? For them because they them. make money. Like, But who's paying? Who's going to go and see this? Like if you are, yeah. tell us. I want to know what you want to see in this. So I'm a big technology fan. Like I love tech. And I love when the boundaries of technology are pushed. And this is doing that. Like it is. Like they are really pushing the boundaries of what's possible here with computer generated imagery and projection. They are totally on the cutting edge here. The problem is that they are doing it disrespectfully to Michael's art and image. Like I've said a thousand times, if they could somehow take existing Michael Jackson performance footage and render that in that looks like it's three-dimensional or whatever, if they could do that, then I would be there. I would buy into that. If they did a touring show with the, you know, the with musicians, like say they got all the This Is It musicians and did a touring show and there was footage of actual Michael Jackson from other MJ concerts that they put on stage with live music happening... They did that with Elvis. Yeah, I would I would I think that would be really cool because it would be actually authentic Michael, you know, 
not him there on stage, but a representation of him performing in a in a way that he had performed before, that he wanted the world to see. But this is just not even him. Did yeah. you see the Whitney Houston one recently? Yeah, and I felt the same way about that. I just And did you see the Whitney Houston estate said, uh, no, not going to happen, stop it? Yeah, that, and that's what the Michael Jackson estate should do. They should grow some balls and realise, oh, hang on, that's disrespectful. We're not doing that. But they're doing the complete opposite. It's their, I think it's their idea and they're pushing it. They want it because they've got, they've got like profitable shows on MJ now, so they want more of that and this is their way to do it. They're going to tour this around the world and they're going to get a shitload of money from just regular like my aunties and people like that I work with. They go, oh, Michael Jackson concert. I never saw him when he was live, so I'll go see this. And they won't even know that it's not even him. They won't have a clue that that body up there dancing is not Michael Jackson doing the moves poorly. It's uh, some other guy. I saw um, they've got now there's footage out there of the MJ1 hologram, like close up. Oh, okay. So if you jump on YouTube, you can actually watch. Somebody's filmed it from the audience but zoomed right up so you can see the hologram, and it's pretty bad. It's pretty dodgy. It's like it's seriously, it's the, it's, it's the guy from um, Billboard. It looks terrible. All right. I'm putting that in the links because I would like you to share that in the show notes and I want to see it because I saw it from pretty good seats. So, yeah, I'd like to see it on YouTube. Just give me real Michael. Give me a Michael Jackson concert on Blu-ray, remastered with awesome sound. Like, that's where the energy should be going, not into making a fake Michael Jackson experience. Anyway, let's move Sorry. on because <laughs> I hate talking about this shit, but okay. I can tell you right now that this isn't going to be the last of it and we're going to have to talk about these awful news stories again in the future because they are working on something. So, <sighs> something else was on YouTube that I didn't even know about that you found. Yeah, some real Michael Jackson came out on YouTube. Yeah, real Michael Jackson. <laughs> he looks amazing. Yeah, so it's from uh, 2007. Uh, Michael Jackson, during that time, visited Japan on a promotional tour. I believe it was organized by Raymond Bain, I think. Uh, he did a few things in Japan, like he went to the MTV um Japan Awards, which was really cool. And he also did like a dinner or something and signing with fans and you could pay and go and do a meet and greet with Michael and, and that kind of thing. Uh, so it's footage from that meet and greet sort of session. He's uh, wearing a really unique uh, suit that was... Roberto Cavalli. Yes, it's a Roberto Cavalli yeah. design. Uh, it's got a beautiful sort of... It's a black suit with a beautiful... Uh, pattern all over it these little gold i think they're lions aren't they yes they are um, gold lions yeah it's a really cool suit and he looks really great he looks really alert in it. It, it it's um it his mood and demeanor in it is very very similar to what you see in the michael jackson uh the last photo shoots documentary um so he's very alert he's very sort of relaxed relaxed interacting with fans um so it's a really short video like yeah. let's not get anyone super excited it's a guy standing next to him getting photos with michael taken and someone's just filming it so it's really short but yeah. it's just so cool seeing michael like close up in this it's, the guy's name is daniel l smith and uh in the um i guess the explanation of the video underneath the actual video on youtube it says that he's kind of digitizing a lot of his own personal film archive and this is something that he found in there um it's really really high quality 
you can access yeah, it really. in 1080p, so that's high definition. And, uh, yeah, it looks really, really cool. This Yeah, he did a trip in Japan in 2006 and then this one in 2007. When's the – you know the – What's the time that he went to the army base? That was cool. Oh, God, that was awesome. That would have been around here as well, I think. He looked great in that as well. I love his I suit. I loved that. that suit and that cool sleeve over his hand. That yeah. was incredible. I loved that. Yeah, the footage from that when he's got his glass reading glasses on. So <laughs> cool. There's a book not from this trip but from the previous one um, by a guy called Brod- Broderick Morris. And he wrote a book called Michael Jackson, The Real Comeback, Japan 2006. Um, thanks, Michelle Jackson, for hitting me up that link because I was confused as who this, and I don't know who this guy in the video is that you're talking about. I'm like, I don't recognize him. So I was like, hey, Michelle, is this the guy that wrote that book? And she's like, no, no, it's a different guy. So, um, yeah, I'll put a link to that, actually. I'll put a note for that. Yeah, the guy in the video isn't the guy who... The uploader on YouTube. I think he's filming yeah. his friend or something in it. Okay, yeah, I didn't know who the guy was. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah, it was cool to see some sort of footage that hadn't been seen before. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Tell us what you think of it. Um, hit us up at uh, maybe on Twitter or somewhere. You can find us at, at the MJ Cast on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Paris Jackson got a new tattoo, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, I love it. I'm not a big tattoo guy, but this this is really nice. And I'm not like a big one on talking about the kids, like it's their private life and stuff, but she shared this on her Instagram um, and it's, yeah, great direct tribute to her dad. Yeah, it's a portion of the Dangerous uh, album cover. Uh, It's not the whole cover. It's just like she's selected a part of it. So it's the bit with Michael Jackson's eyes. The mask. The mask, yeah, the mask. And... It is it is really exquisite. Like the the artist who's done it has um you know tried to get really all that fine detail from the album cover. I can't remember who did the artwork. Um, I remember their name. I sorry, I can't remember their name. But um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful design, and I can't wait to see the finished version because she's only put up so far. She's sh- she's sharing photos uh, as the so the detail is filled in and it's progressing. So. Yeah, I think it's probably, it looks only about half finished at the moment, but I can't wait to see the finished version. Yeah, it's a really nice little tribute. Yeah. Good on you, Paris. Good job. New Casio tracks update. As you know, at the MJ cast, we love uh, staying on top of this case. It is, uh, in my opinion, the single most um, important case to do with Michael Jackson outside of the Conrad Murray trial and AEG uh, wrongful death suit that um, Catherine and the family began. So this is something, it's a, it's a suit that's come up really within the last year uh, to do with uh, those infamous tracks on the Michael album that, uh, you know, in our opinion at the MJ cast are not Michael Jackson at all, but were fraudulently created and sold to fans. Um, Except for the ad-libs, they cut and pasted in oh yeah there's michael ad libs in there there's there's actually you know it's without a doubt that those there there is michael jackson on those songs but they're ad libs from other songs that michael jackson reported that were cut and pasted over the vocals of an impersonator not him singing anyway yeah vera vera you're a hero absolute hero and we applaud you for what you're doing um for holding the people that 
that committed this fraud to task. And uh, we're looking forward to the outcome of where this where this case goes. And uh, we've got a, an audio update now from Charles Thompson, who breaks apart the the latest documents that have come out uh, around the, the the case and the anti-slap motions. Fresh court documents have been released in the ongoing class action lawsuit over the inclusion of allegedly fake songs on the Michael Jackson estate's first posthumous album. Fan Vera Sarova is suing the estate and other culpable parties over the inclusion of three songs on the 2010 album Michael, which she claims featured lead vocals by an imposter. The tracks, Breaking News, Keep Your Head Up a Monster, are known as the Casio tracks as they were sold to the estate after Michael Jackson's death by his friend Eddie Casio. Casio claimed Jackson recorded the songs in a makeshift studio in his New Jersey basement a few years before his death, but many of Jackson's family, children, friends, collaborators and fans have raised doubts over whether he was the true singer, pointing to noticeable differences in his tone, pitch, accent, falsetto and vibrato. They've also questioned a total lack of evidence that Jackson had any involvement in the song's creation. Ms. Sarova has filed her lawsuit against Sony Music, the Michael Jackson estate, its executor John Branker, its company MJJ Productions, Eddie Casio, Casio's music company Angelixon Productions, his collaborator James Port, and between one and fifty other unnamed people. As regular listeners to the MJ cast may recall, in episode 21 we revealed the defendants had launched an attempt to boot the case out of court on a technicality and prevent it from reaching an evidentiary hearing. They did this by filing what's known as an anti-slap lawsuit. SLAPP, S-L-A-P-P, stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. Anti-slap laws exist in America to protect individuals and organizations from frivolous lawsuits which seek to prevent them from exercising their right to free speech on issues of public interest. The defendants claim that Mr. Rover's lawsuit was meritless and was penalizing them for making statements they had a legal right to make. In episode 24, we revealed that new documents had shed further light on the anti-slap issue. Ms. Sarova was pursuing the defendants for what she claimed was false advertising. She pointed to several instances in which the defendants had publicly claimed that the vocals were real. These included a television advert promoting Michael as a new Michael Jackson album, and a statement on the back of the CD jacket which said the album contained nine previously unreleased vocal tracks by Michael Jackson. Ms. Sarova also referenced statements by Sony and the Michael Jackson estate, saying each had investigated the tracks and concluded the vocals were real as well as an appearance on the Oprah show by Eddie Casio, in which he insisted the songs were real. But the defendants claim that none of these examples, including the TV advert and the CD jacket, constituted commercial speech. Rather, they claim they have been merely offering non-actionable opinions on an issue of public interest. Documents filed by Sony, the Michael Jackson estate and MJJ Productions said, Plaintiff Vera Sarova is trying to chill musical expression through protection statutes aimed at false advertising. Her claims arise out of the exercise of free speech in connection with a public issue. The defendant's comments are issue of fully protected non-commercial speech. Plaintiff's class action lawsuit has the capacity to inhibit expression in books, music, television, films, comedy, and other performing arts, should it proceed. Documents filed on behalf of Cassio, Port, and Angelixon claim that Michael Jackson's fame, as well as the controversy which surrounded the allegedly fake vocals, meant the issue had been a matter of public interest and therefore all comments on it were protected. New documents filed by Vera Sarova and released to the MJ cast outline her rebuttal to these claims. The papers argue that the defendants have not made a proper case that they were commenting on an issue of public interest. The papers state, 
commercial speech about the properties of one's own product does not satisfy this requirement. The documents cite a legal precedent from the case Nagel v Twin Laboratories Inc. in which a dietary supplement manufacturer filed an anti-slap lawsuit and tried and failed to claim that misleading comments on its website about the content of its products were protected speech. Mr. Rover's documents also cite a previous entertainment case, Rezek v Sony Pictures Entertainment Limited, over the use of fabricated review quotes on movie posters. Sony lodged an anti-slap case by claiming that the public's interest in reading the posters meant the false statements were protected opinions on a matter of public interest. The court ruled against Sony in that case. Mr. Rover also references Bolger v. Young's Drug Products Corp., in which the court held that informational packets for commercial products constituted commercial speech. She also cites Kasky v. Nike, in which the court held that statements issued by Nike in response to a controversy, i.e. reports of poor working conditions in its factories, did constitute commercial speech. The documents argue that the intended audience for the relevant statements in Mr. Rover's case were would-be purchasers of the album, and that in releasing these statements the defendants clearly had a strong economic incentive to convince Michael Jackson fans that he was the singer of the songs. She also argues that Casio's appearance on the Oprah show came days before the album's release, repeatedly showed slow rotating shots of the album's cover, and was therefore clearly a promotional activity designed to promote sales. A hearing has been scheduled on June 30th, where a ruling on the slap issue may be handed down. Charles, thank you so much. It's good that you are able to explain it in a way that sort of breaks it down. Um that I can understand it as well. And I know that a lot of our listeners really appreciate that as well. So Charles, big thank you for that. Charles is a multi-award winning court reporter. He's a feature writer and investigative journalist for uh, award-winning. He's an award-winning journalist for uh, regional newspapers and, and publications in England. So uh, you can find Charles on Twitter at C.E. Thompson. That's T-H-O-M-S-O-N. There is no P. And you can find Charles at his official website, which is www.charles-thompson.net. Again, that's T-H-O-M-S-O-N without a P. That's it. But yeah, big thank you. And Jamin, you've got all of these documents that Charles uh has spoke about for this this latest update in the anti-slap motion. They're all available on a tab on our site, aren't they? Yeah, so we're very lucky to have some close connections with this uh, case as it moves forward. And uh, we do have those documents on our website at themjcast.com slash Casio case. Uh, we are committed to having all of the documents up there as soon as we can, as soon as they are legally available Um and they're listed there in chronological order as they come out and also a little link there to each episode that we talk about those those documents next to the the docs themselves. Yeah, and they're like really, some of them are really long, like 30 pages, dry legal documents talking about precedents and giving examples and things like that. But in amongst there, there is some really interesting stuff. So it is worth digging through, having a look and finding like what sort of defense arguments and kind of things are happening in this current motion. Yeah, where where it's going to get really interesting is if this does go to trial and the people that, you know, are alleged to have engaged in this fraudulent activity, when they're subpoenaed and they're required by a court to discuss their involvement with the recording process, 
that's what I'm hanging out for. I want to read those, those, um, really those interviews with those people. Yeah. So yeah, go check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Cool. So on to some different news of a little bit of a lighter note, I guess. Michael Jackson's birthday is happening obviously in late August, August the 29th. And in order to celebrate that uh, special occasion, the Michael Jackson estate is uh, going to throw a birthday bash in Las Vegas. Uh, They do it every year. This is their fourth annual Michael Jackson one celebration birthday event. And it's all happening at Mandalay Bay, somewhere you've been before. Yeah, again, I like how you call it a lighter news because... Talk about light on effort. Yeah, yeah, that's true as well. Uh, I don't know. Is this celebrating Michael's birthday or is this just to sell tickets to their show? Yeah, I'd say it's probably the latter. And it's <laughs> kind of also interestingly celebrating. It sounds weird, but it's like celebrating the Michael Jackson estate as well. Oh, yeah. you get This is celebrating the estate and this is your chance to meet the estate <laughs> and can I just say that's bullshit because you're not meeting the estate at all. You're meeting the lawyers. You're meeting the executors of the estate, but they are calling themselves the estate. And in Catherine Jackson's, Michael's mother's words, they are not the estate. The estate is Catherine and Michael's three children, Prince, Paris, and Biggie. Is it Biggie? <laughs> Who is it? I thought he changed his name. Really? Oh, I hadn't heard that. (laughs) So the estate is not Branker. The estate is the actual Jackson family. So it sort of really irks me the wrong way when I read their statements and you get to meet the estate at this celebration because you are not. Well, You're you might, you might get to. You might get to. The estate, well, like, Catherine's I gone to. Any of the, I haven't heard of any of the Jacksons going. They haven't said a single word yet. Not to this one, but they've gone to other ones, haven't they? Like, they've gone to, they were at the premiere and stuff of the Cirque shows. and That wasn't a birthday thing. No, but but hopefully, I don't mean this to sound weird, but I hope I hope you're wrong. In this sense, I hope, I hope it's actually them, like Catherine and the children. That would be really special if you went that there would be special. and they were there. But I'd, I'd think the, the odds are that you're right and it'll be the lawyers. <laughs> but you get to see new wallpaper too. Oh, I love, I love wallpaper. I wake up every morning just thinking I got to see wallpaper. new wallpaper stuff. So they're, <laughs> they're refreshing the theatre and the entrance, which was all themed on Michael's jackets. And really cool. It was really cool. Yeah. But they're making a big deal out of that. And that's part of the birthday celebrations is you get to go and see the new entrance doors, wallpaper stuff. Why, why would anyone want to go and like... Just go to the goddamn show and enjoy it. It's a great show. Why are they making this into such a big deal? Like you get a goodie bag. It's fine. Like, yay, they're doing something. And it is a good show. I loved the show. Still want the soundtrack. Won't go there. Um, they're making this a three-day three, three day event. It's like over, you know, it starts on the 27th, 27th, 28th, 29th. Celebrate Michael's birthday because it's on a Monday this year, I think. Yeah. Um, it's at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, which is awesome. Go next door and check out all the other amazing hotels and resorts as well. How about they do... A seminar how about they do like a worldwide sort of online thing where fans can join in or like lit like you play something online stream something online that we haven't seen before it would be amazing if they did 
a yearly Michael Jackson conference slash convention, pretty much what Kingvention and Brad Sunderberg are doing. Blend those things together. Do it once a year for his birthday where there's, you know, people that knew and worked with Michael talking about some kind of theme. Stream it live all around the world for Michael Jackson fans to enjoy. Bam, that would be incredible. But instead, you get to go and meet John Branker at Mandalay Bay. Hmm. Well, at least you get to see the show when your ticket price. Like, at least yeah. that will be the highlight because it is really good. But yeah. it's, again, it's up to fans out there to do their own birthday celebrations. Yep. So, yeah, and there's some. Why? Why is not? Why have they not made August a worldwide Michael Jackson month? Don't know, man. To to celebrate Michael to do this whole big mid-year sort of Michael event worldwide of hype and awesomeness and, you know, get his music on the radio and all that kind of stuff. I'm totally with you. Like, I just, that's what he deserves. That's what should be happening. And uh, maybe it will one day, hopefully, but it's not, not now. That's for sure. Hmm. Happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> we'll do something on the MJ cast for you. Don't worry. Yeah, we will. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> and if you guys are doing anything for Michael's birthday, let us know right now because then we can tell people and they can join in.
Hi, this is Diana Walzak, sculptor of the Michael Jackson history statue, and you're listening to the MJ Cast. There's some interesting Arabic sounds. They don't care about us. Oud cover by Ahmed Al Shaiba. Pretty cool that one. Yeah, yeah, it is neat. I love hearing um sort of different international cultural interpretations. I yeah. love it. Yeah, definitely. I, I I always get a kick every time I go to like say a restaurant somewhere. And there's an interesting Michael Jackson cover playing in the background. I love that. They're some of my favorite um, Today I Heard MJ moments. That's right. Hashtag Today I Heard MJ. Thanks for sharing that around, guys. It's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always get um, notifications on my phone when when that hashtag's used. So I'll be- Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. How, how do you set that up? Oh, just- No, just I'll just get a notification if um, the MJ cast is mentioned. Oh, if they so tag us. If they tag okay. us. So, yeah, I'll be out and about and it's always a kick when someone's heard that, you know, Michael Jackson in some random shopping center somewhere on the other side of the world and they, they use the hashtag. That's it. Speaking of international sort of things. Um, got a good one here for our little tiny discussion topic today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, One of my favorite Michael, well, one of our favorite Michael Jackson books ever, Dancing the Dream, is is coming out in Chinese. That's so cool. I'm going to adjust in my chair so you're going to hear this because I actually got my copy of it right here because I wanted to have it as we were talking about it. It's a beautiful book. Such, It's one of my favourite ever Michael pieces to be released. It is such a stunning book. If you haven't got it, it was re-released in 2009. Mm, Just after he passed away, I think it came out. Yeah. Um, So you can still get it online, um, Amazon and book depository and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, it's coming out in Chinese. So for the first time ever. Now, this is one of only two books that Michael officially released in his lifetime. There might've been more official ones. I don't know, but. There was one called, oh my God, what was it called? My World. Okay. It's a photo book with some song lyrics in it and photos. It's a very history tour sort of heavy book. Um, I don't know how much Michael had involvement in it and putting it out. It's worth a hell of a lot of money if you can find it. Um, I think, was that around like, oh, I can't remember who his manager was then. So I don't even know if Michael really approved it going out, but it's not like his book Moonwalk or this book Dancing the Dream, which is like, you know, filled of text written by Michael. I think Michael's name's on it because it's got song lyrics that he put out. But it's an official piece. Mm, mm. It's just quite rare and expensive. So this one's coming out in June uh, 2016, so this month. I'm not sure what date exactly, uh, but it, it looks looks really nice. I've I've looked. Uh, there's actually a Facebook group, MJJCN China. Uh, if you go to that group, they've actually got a post there. We'll put it in the show notes. They've got 10 photos of the book. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was really funny that in their um, post about it, they explain why there's a slightly different um, cover photo for this for this version of the book. It's apparently because the Michael Jackson estate lost the original photo <laughs> or couldn't yep. find it. Um, yep. That's actually what it says. It's I'll quote it. It's new because the estate can't locate the original photo. So they searched their archive and uh, found this one. It is, even though it's not the original photo, it is a stunning, stunning photo uh, from the black or white 
shoot, or a video shoot, sorry. Pretty close to the original photo. Like the only real difference I can see is his index finger. Yeah. Uh, down on the, the crotch that he's uh, doing the sort of um, the crotch and the hat holding. Um, so his finger down there and it's brighter. The image is sort of being brightened up. Yeah, it, it does look brighter for sure. So, yeah, it's very, very super close. Like, until they pointed out that it wasn't the original image, I hadn't actually noticed. Um, there's also some scans um, from the, the pages of the book as you flip through the photos on Michael Jackson Chinese fan community uh, Facebook page. They uh, The photos look stunning. The pages, the text looks amazing. Whatever font they used looks really, really classy. Uh, it's a great great book so if you so it's basic it's it's like exactly pretty much like the original yeah, yeah like it's all the same layout um the same pictures everything's the same as original it's just the the first ever chinese translation yeah no it looks stunning and uh so if you're a chinese listener and uh you want to pick up a copy of dancing the dream and read it in your native language then definitely consider buying the chinese version uh we'll have links in the show notes as well to where you can find out more about it yeah, do not miss this. If you're in China and a listener, do not miss this because it's like a piece that you will treasure forever. It's, it's so much of Michael in this book. It's incredible. Yeah, it really reveals his kind of spirit and his soul, doesn't it? Like when you read the um, the poems in there, um, this is this is where this is the first time I ever heard the planet Earth. Um, well, didn't hear it, but the first time I ever saw the lyrics, I guess, to the Planet Earth poem is is when I read Dancing the Dream for the first time. Yeah. It makes you wonder whether he recorded any of the other poems in here. Makes me wonder, that's for sure. Um, but there's the, what's your favourite one in there? My favourite one's the one to oh. do with the dance. I can't remember what it's called, but it's also in the Dangerous album booklet um, where he's talking about dancing and what dance means to him. There's so many things... That I love in this book, like the pictures alone, yeah. are worth having. This for um, IUE was always a favourite. Trying to think, there's so many. The one about his mum. Yeah, that was always a beautiful one. Nice one to when you're a kid to go read to your mum for Mother's Day. Oh wow! On the on the go to the page, um, the one with the mother poem on it. Can you see Which that? Is- what page? Uh, well, on this, it's 45 or something on the Chinese one. I don't know about the English one. Um, and you can see... Oh, yeah, there it is. You can see a, a lot of the sort of... Is it a... Who was the artist that... Was it Nate Giorgio that did a lot of these paintings? See the rose? Yeah. That... I wonder whether that's the same rose in the Invincible album booklet that was sort of digitized a little bit. Mm, I don't know. Don't know. There's some. There's a lot of really interesting things like that in here, though. When you flip through, you see a lot of the not only the the writing and the and the photos, but there's some art pieces that Michael Jackson was involved with, with his um, artists as well. Oh my god, the pictures in this book, like the they're all those awesome portraits that he had painted of him, portraits that he had photographed of him in like um like Napoleon. Yeah, sort of costume and, and the king costume on the throne, the Roman costume. Um, that was uh, for Mark of the Ancients. Just incredible photos of the, the, black or, the black or white shoot. Oh, Enough for Today. That was a really good one, actually. That was a really good story. Oh, if you have not got this book, 
step up and get this book. Like you will, there's no way you can regret buying this. It is such a stunning book. Yeah, and if you want to have a really authentic Michael Jackson uh, collection, this is this is really this is it. This book. This is the the item. This yeah. is the one that I had on display. So I've actually got two copies. They were both from the 90s when it was originally released. Yeah. Under the dust jacket, one cover is like a really dark navy blue. And then the other cover, is it black? It's black with a big red panel. Half of the, the front is red with Michael's autographing gold. Wow. So, yeah, that's like two versions I've never that I've seen got that of one. the same book. Yeah, I used to have a copy. I gave it to a friend for his birthday once. Um, and I gave a copy to a friend for her birthday once as well, actually. Yeah. So I don't have one anymore. Oh. But I'll get one again one day. I'll, Your I'll birthday's be- coming up. <laughs> yes, it is, actually, in 23 days. So <gasps> any listeners out there want to get me a birthday present, uh, Dancing the Dream would go down a treat. <laughs> I- Shameless. Someone's already shameless. Don't listeners don't get Jamin a present. Oh, I, come think someone, on. I think someone's already got it for you. Oh really? Never know. Oh well, very interesting. <laughs> so there you go. I, also, if there's any Chinese listeners out there, I'd love to hear from you. Give yeah. us a shout out. Let us know you're listening. Yeah. Send us where an, where are you listening from? Send us an audio file of you saying something in Chinese, giving a shout out to the MJ Cast listeners in, in Chinese. That'd be That'd be fun. That would be cool. Ni hao. Cool. Hey, we did pretty well for time. Yeah. What are we up to now? Let's have a look. It is one hour and 47 minutes. So, yeah, we did a funny little bits and pieces. that might have to get edited out, but I guess once we put all the music <laughs> things in, it will go back up to about that. So, yeah. cool. Might get under three hours. We might. The show. <laughs> we'll be under three hours. <laughs> Remain calm. <laughs> Remain calm, but there are the there are a lot of listeners out there who like long our long shows. Yes, uh, we did. We thought this was going to be like three hour show with all the news, so we've done quite well. Okay, finds of the week. We've got uh, a fun one from me. I'll go first if you want. Yeah, go for it. So I was on Facebook one day, getting lost in the rabbit hole that is Facebook videos, spending <laughs> hours as I sometimes do, just watching random stuff. And I got a notification from Stephen Holly uh, on a video saying, Jamin Bull, hashtag find of the week, lol the MJ cast. So I had to watch this one and it was really, really good. So what it is, is it's a video of um, basically a proposal video. It's got over 3 million views and... I don't know where this is. It looks like it's in some kind of shopping mall or something, but it's a lady standing in the middle of a crowd of people and Michael Jackson's Remember the Time is blaring over the speakers. And there's a gentleman (laughs) sitting in some kind of raised seating area who is holding up a poster. And... Another guy walks behind him and just starts dan- dancing to remember the time. And as he's walking down some stairs, um, doing some pretty kick-ass moves, he starts pointing at other random members of this crowd. And every time he points to somebody, a different person holds a, a poster up with writing on it. And uh, these posters seem to be sort of images of different 
parts of their relationship or different important times in a relationship between the man who's walking down the stairs and the, and the lady who's standing at the bottom. And uh, <laughs> he keeps walking down the stairs and doing crazy moves and showing these awesome posters. And finally, he gets down to the bottom of the stairs and and uh, then, you, then you realize what's going on. And he, he kneels down in front of her and gives her some flowers and... Um, proposes to her as well and they hug and everyone cheers and it's such a feel-good amazing moment but uh, she's crying and tears are running down her face and it's so beautiful to watch these, these two people come together in, in this way but at the at the middle in the center of it all is is this Michael Jackson music and he's obviously such a massive Michael Jackson fan so uh, yeah for a bit of fun and a bit of a laugh and to, for a heartwarming sort of uh, video make sure you check out uh, this video that we'll put in the show notes. It's a great, great um, engagement proposal video. I loved all the reactions from the students. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so you think they're students? Yeah, it's at a school. It's a oh, university. it is or a school. The title yeah, says... They're like it. teachers. Oh, right. So he's a, he must be a teacher a or teacher something. A teacher, and yeah. she, I think, works there as well, probably another teacher. And you can just see how much all the students and kids love them. Yeah. That was really cool. I love those reactions. Yeah, beautiful video. <laughs> so thanks, Stephen Holly. You're one of our um, top listeners. and um, Yeah, absolutely. Definitely uh, give us some great information sometimes. So thank you. I found mine on Facebook as well. It's a video that, if we can, we'll put some audio in. It was um, a lady who got to meet Michael as part of the Make-A-Wish Foundation program. So she got to meet Michael in the late 80s when she was very sick and he was on the bad tour and she got to go meet Michael backstage, but she also got to go see the concert and Michael invited her up on stage and she sort of got to dance with Michael a little bit. And this video is just a really sweet video showing that now she's she's a, a beautiful grown woman um, I guess recovered from the illness that she had, which was a very serious illness um, related to bone marrow when she was younger and how the impact on her life that meeting Michael had and where she is in her life now. So another really heartwarming video, which I was just like, wow, it's so cool. Cause you always see these like sick kids meeting Michael and then you wonder like, well, what happened to them? So I thought that was really cool. So I hope you like it. Again, that one will be in the show notes. Uh, all you have to do is go to the mjcast.com or even just click directly in your podcast player, the link in the show notes that should be on your screen as you're listening, and it'll take you right to the video. Right there. Direct. Express. I'm Tiffany Rao. I first became aware of the Make-A-Wish Foundation in 1988 uh, when they showed up at my front door and uh, asked what I wanted to wish for. My original prognosis was three to six months, and it's been 27 years. I have a history of severe idiopathic aplastic anemia, which is uh, basically complete bone marrow failure. I was diagnosed in 1984, um, age of 11, um, and had entered a tenuous remission and relapsed freshman year in high school. Uh, I wished to dance with Michael Jackson. I'd grown up in dance, I'd been dancing my whole life. I felt uh, that the way he connected with the world and understood the world uh, was through dance. They were honest and said, you know, gosh, okay, you know, uh, we'll, 
let's see what we can do. <laughs> then one day I was sitting in my high school lunchroom and the lights went down and the man in the mirror came over the PA system and a Michael Jackson impersonator came out in front of my whole lunchroom and danced and lip synced to man in the mirror. <laughs> um, and then presented me with the invitation to, um, to come to the concert. Just a few weeks later, we were on an airplane headed to Chicago, which was the next stop on his tour. We, we went to the concert the night we arrived. We went backstage to meet him. He spent um, the first few minutes of our conversation saying, I actually can't, but really? Like you could have done anything? You wanted to meet me and he meant it. It was just very, it was amazing. So he was extraordinary and then we had our picture taken and I went back out to enjoy the concert. We had great seats and I thought it was over. About midway through, this huge security guard shows up at the end of my aisle and passes a note down and it said, um, Michael Jackson requests your presence on stage. <laughs> Which clearly, even at 43, has an impact. But I, um, so he threw me over his shoulder and put me up on stage and I danced to the song Bad. Um, uh, and I don't remember what I did. People always ask, and I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't remember, but I, um, but I, um, I was, I was changed in that moment. Cool. So we have a request of our listeners, I guess you could call it. Yep, definitely. So we did this last year and thank you to those that submitted last year. And since last year, we have a lot of new listeners and we want to hear from you. So you can go and listen to the episode last year, which do you remember the number it was, Jamin? Oh, God. Um, hang on. While you're no. finding the number and we'll put links. Was Darren Hayes on that one, that show? Yeah, it was the Darren Hayes special and we are planning on a special guest for this episode as well. So what we want, it's for the June 25th episode that we have planned. We want to hear from you. And we want you to send us a few minutes audio recording answering the following question. How do you feel Michael should be remembered? So that's the question. We want to hear your answer. Please, no music in the background. Try and have it as quiet in the background as you can. No singing of songs, please. Just uh, a little like three minute max audio of you answering that question, just you talking. That's all we need. Keep it simple and we'll see what we can do with it. And we will try and get as many of the submissions as possible put into the uh, second half of the June 25th episode so we can all remember Michael together. Just, just know that maybe not every submission that, that comes through will be able to be put in. So very sorry if you're one that gets sent but maybe isn't selected. Uh, but we do appreciate nonetheless the effort you put in in sending through submissions. Absolutely. So, and also just a clarification, um, because last year we sadly, sadly had to say no to uh, a little kid that sent a submission in which was really sweet, but we didn't know if they had parental permission or anything. So it's, it's for like, you know, um, you know, I guess what, 18 and over, Jamin? Yeah, for sure. We just, we don't really know the legality around whether we're allowed to put children's voices really on the show because we don't know um, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't like to be a dad and thinking that my child was sending their voice off to be heard around the world on podcasts without me knowing. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just um yeah, 18 and over, thanks. Yeah. Um so the question again, how do you feel Michael should be remembered? And let us know if you'd like to share your name or if you've got a screen name on social media. If you want to share that instead of your real name, that's fine as well. So let us know who you are and maybe what country you're from uh, when you answer the question. That would be really great. But, yeah, we really would love to to hear from you. If you want to go back, I found the episode. It's episode 11 from season one. It's a June 25th special with Darren Hayes. If you want to hear what we sort of have in mind, for the episode this year, go back and listen to that to really terrific episode, which we really enjoyed putting together. And we hope we can do something just as special this year. Definitely. Thank you for your submissions. Thank you. We look forward to them. Email them to the MJcast at iCloud.com. Did you want to give them a few little tips on maybe how to do a simple recording yeah. to show them how easy it is? Yeah. So, Honestly, the easiest way for you to do it will just be to use your smartphone. So let's take, for example, iPhones. They come with a built-in application. I think it's called Voice Recorder. And all you have to do is go into the app, hit record, and it'll be recording. Now, um, to make the audio quality as uh, as good as possible, just plug, you know, your you know, little earphones you wear when you listen to music. Most of them have a microphone on them now. Just plug that straight into your phone and use a Voice Recorder app to pick up your voice from the mic on your earphones. That way it'll cut out any background noise and feedback. And then as soon as you've recorded that audio, um, it should save it within the application as an MP3. And then you just mail it off to us at themjcast at iCloud.com. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll take that, we'll review it, and we'll put it straight into the, to the show if it, if it makes it. So, yeah, if you have an Apple phone, it's actually called, it's an app automatically on your device it's already there you don't have to buy it it's called voice memos voice memos little, that's it yeah, yeah yeah voice memos it's a white app with a little black um what is that display of the the sound uh what hang on i'll have a look the little squiggly thing oh the um you're the tech guy what is uh, that i think called? it's called a spectrogram but i'm not really sure yeah, there you go that's probably it sounds right yeah yeah voice memos I'm not a scientist. <laughs> um, great. How can people find out about the MJ cast if you if they want to connect with us on social media? They can click on the links on different places on the web with words and links. <laughs> I, I think they call them hyperlinks. Hyperlinks. So we are on most of social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as the MJ cast. We're on Tumblr, the MJ cast.tumblr.com. We are over on YouTube. You can search for us with the MJ cast. The link of course is youtube.com slash plus the MJ cast. And we are available on iTunes. We're available on Stitcher radio have you had any update on TuneIn, Jamin? Uh, yeah, I did. We're on TuneIn now as well. Um, so, look. TuneIn on TuneIn. TuneIn uh-huh. TuneIn's really cool because for those of you that have Amazon Echo devices, which, Q, do you know what an Echo is? Or It's when you shout into a valley and the, the noise bounces off the cliffs. Hmm. Okay, so Amazon Echoes are little devices that you can put in your house that are kind of like little Siri speakers. But, of course, Amazon has a totally different 
um, digital assistant than Siri. I think her name is Alexis or something. But anyway, um, yeah, you put these little speakers around your house that have mics on them and you can talk to the Amazon Echo and ask the digital assistant to do different things. Now, if you have tune in and you happen to have an Amazon Echo, you can talk to the Echo and ask it to actually play the MJ cast now which is really exciting um, because TuneIn is a service that's on all of those devices um, or you can install on them or something. I don't really know how. So yeah, if you, I, here's a project. If you are in the US, I think you can only get these devices in the US. I'm not sure. And you have an Amazon Echo. Can you please take a video of yourself asking the Echo to play the MJ cast using TuneIn and send that through? And I'll share it on every social media thing we have because I really want to see that in action. Cool. You can also email us at themjcast at iCloud.com. Q, uh, both you and I love getting emails from listeners, don't we? Yes, we sure do. Uh, just uh, any, any, anything you want to say, if you want to give us feedback on the show, uh, positive or constructive, doesn't worry us. We always like to make the show as good as we can. Uh, just drop us a line on themjcast at iCloud.com. That would be really great. Um, just want to mention again about subscribing to the show. Uh, we know there are listeners out there who <laughs> go to the mjcast.com and hit play on our audio uh, little button there. And we always will have that for people that aren't familiar with podcasts. But as you know, the MJCast is primarily a podcast. What you should be doing is uh, using a podcast player, whether it's on your PC or your Mac or iPhone or Android phone or whatever device you have, uh, you can get podcast applications on all of them. If you subscribe to the MJCast through a podcast app, uh, you're going to get benefits that are far and beyond what you can do on our website or on YouTube. For example, the show automatically downloads ready for you to listen to as soon as it becomes live. Uh, so you'll get it before anybody else. You can pause it and come back to the show later when you're ready uh, to listen to it in sections throughout your week. You can listen to it as you're jogging around or doing your exercise or you're at the gym or something like that. You can listen to the MJ cast uh, and you can also have those show notes right there on your screen as you're listening. Um, so you can follow along and, and follow those links to see what we're talking about. So lots and lots of advantages to subscribing to us on uh, different podcast applications. Of course, um, on Apple, we recommend um, either iTunes or Apple's own podcast application on iPhone and iPad. It's a little purple one. If you're on Android, there's lots and lots of different options there for you as well. Uh, and to find out the best ones, just go to our website and click the subscribe on Android link and it gives you all the different Android app options as well. Very cool. Well, that's a wrap for the week. Hope you enjoyed episode 32. We're going to have a pretty irregular release schedule over the next month not because we want to throw it out or anything but because we want to honor some very special days in the michael jackson and jackson's calendar so june 13th is vindication day it's a day which marks an important anniversary that we don't celebrate but that we remember as michael jackson fans the day that michael jackson was found not guilty uh, of all of the child molestation charges that were brought against him in the mid-2000s. Um, justice prevailed. Justice did prevail. And it's a case we're going to continue to honour and learn about into the future because it was the day that Michael beat um, the biggest challenge that came up against him in his life. And uh, we've got an interesting potential guest 
uh, coming up on that show. We hope it all works out. So stay tuned and uh, get ready for that episode. And as you know, we've also got our June 25th special, which is coming up. Another day that we certainly don't celebrate, but we remember and think about and reflect on uh, each year and come together as a fan community to support each other on. So yes, another potential exciting guest for that show. We'll see if that one uh, can happen. And uh, that one will be coming out in just a couple of weeks. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Hope you all caught up on the news now. There was a lot to talk about. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on different stories via social media or email. We hope you enjoyed the music as well. Let us know what you liked best in the music. Might even do a little Twitter poll so you can vote on your favourite song that we played in this episode. Definitely. Have a great fortnight ahead, guys, and keep Michaeling. Michael on. You check your messages, man. Oh no, twenty thousand oh, messages. I'm so sorry, Q. I had it on like plane mode. Oh no, I'm so sorry. What? You're not even in an airplane. Sorry. So I just sent you a picture of the tune-in thing. Oh, did you? Because I hadn't. Yeah, because I hadn't had a chance to look at it yet. So it's there's a have a look at the picture. Oh wow, there it is. There we are. Yeah, it's in tune-in. So have you got the tune-in app? No, but we're not in order. That's weird. No. Yeah. Um, so I had the TuneIn app and I, I think you can upgrade to some premium thing because it took me forever to get off that goddamn ad about upgrading because yeah. um, I used to sort of search and find Disney music stations. Yeah. I didn't know that you could do podcasts on it. So when um, that listener emailed in to said, are you on Google Play and TuneIn? We can't be on Google Play yet. That's why we're not there. Um, but TuneIn, I was like, oh, I didn't even know you could do podcasts. So yeah, I don't know how we're going to be able to tell how many listeners we get from TuneIn, but yeah, we're oh, that's there. Easy. That's easy to it's tell. Up. How? Blueberry, the statistics app we use online. And that includes it. Mm, it breaks that, it down. That counts it. If you, that's if, so cool. If you log into Blueberry, there's a little button there that says, it's not the one that says buy platform. I think it's the other yep. one. And it shows you which apps people listen to us on. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, okay, well, that will be good. I'm glad. Um yeah, so there you go. We are there. We're right up to the episode 31 on there. Yeah, it's just pissing me off how it's not in order. wonder why that is. Don't know. So, but we are going to investigate how to get on Google Play, right? Yeah, I'm going to talk to James because James, he's in America and he already asked me like a couple of months ago about Google Play as well. So, I'll, uh, okay. I'll ask him to get us on there if he can. Yeah, because that would be... Good for listeners as well. I mean, people with Android devices can already get us. It's just that yeah, Google yeah, yeah. plays the official Biggest. Google sort of and podcast app. So, yeah. 
Uh, hey, I want to know what you think about chapter markers. Do you think it's time? I don't know. I wouldn't use them myself. I know other people might. Okay, put it this way. They're, they're useful in that like, oh, they're talking about something I don't really care about. Next. And then you just go to the next thing. But I've got to be honest. Like, I do that a lot. When I listen to podcasts, I do it a lot. And now I'm only listening to like 30 percent of some of the shows I really like because I'm just skipping topics and that's really good in that I'm only hearing what I want to hear but it's bad in that I'm listening I'm not hearing most of the content well so I don't know whether we should or not we can trial it why don't you do a trial yeah I could do a trial yeah and then get feedback Mm. yeah yeah I might do that I might do that yeah it'd be very convenient for listeners to be able to go oh my goodness they're talking about the estate again I hate this skip yeah exactly yeah so, so, but that's a lot more work for you to do, isn't it? It is a lot more work, yeah, because I have to actually split the show into all kinds of different sections and then tag each section with its own title. So, yeah, yeah, it's a lot of work, a lot of work. But eh, yeah. whatever, whatever makes the show better. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd, if you want to trial it, trial it, and then you can get feedback from people. Yeah. 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 Oh, is the whippersnipper again? The whippersnipper's going again. What is the deal? Maybe maybe it's the universe telling me I have to get off my butt and go and uh, mow the lawn. 